Welcome to the Get Your Energy Back podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. As a life coach, invisible illness warrior, and kidney transplant recipient, I've navigated the waters of chronic fatigue for nearly a decade and can help you feel more energized and alive than ever before. In this podcast, we dive deep into topics that can help you boost your energy levels and live a more vibrant life. Whether you're looking to overcome limiting beliefs, improve your relationships, gain a better understanding of what is affecting your energy levels, or simply find more joy and fulfillment in your life, the Get Your Energy Back podcast is the perfect place to start. So sit back, relax, and join me on this journey towards a more energized, balanced, and vibrant life. Hello and welcome to this podcast episode. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about the importance of trusting your body. Now, I know that some of you might be wondering why I would pick that topic. I know that it's a really hot topic for people that have experienced um, chronic illness, chronic issues, chronic conditions, different diagnoses. It can feel really challenging to trust a body when you feel like things have gone wrong. So that's why it's so important. This topic is so important. We're going to dive into all of the reasons of why you would want to trust your body and actually how to do it. But to back up a little bit, last week we talked about manuals. You can go back and look at that episode if that if you if you didn't catch it. But in that episode I shared this tool that can help you with relationships with other people. And just a quick review, a manual is any set of rules or expectations that you have for somebody else and how they should behave. And it's usually unwritten expectations. You haven't usually told the person about it. And you believe that if they just change their behavior to match your manual, then you will feel better. Now, I'm not going to lie. If everybody did listen to all of our manuals, it might make life a little bit easier. However, the problem with this is that you cannot control other people's behavior. Adults have their own decisions to make, and sometimes they don't want to listen to us. Sometimes adults don't want to do what we ask them to do. And so when they don't, that leaves you in a position of feeling powerless and It's also not true. You don't have to wait for somebody to change in order for you to feel better. So you can go back and listen to that podcast and I talk all about that. But as I was finishing up that podcast and thinking about it this week, I was recognizing that we also have manuals for our bodies. Did you know this? You have expectations of how your body should behave. And this is something that I hope as you're listening to this, that you'll start to question and start to think about, what do I expect of my body? Especially if you have a chronic illness, what do you think a perfect body is like? What do you think your body should be like? What should it be doing? As I was thinking about what to talk to you about, I was writing down what my manuals for my body have been in the past, what the what the operating manual is for me, that if all of these things happen, then I can feel really good, okay? So here's some of mine and be thinking about what are some of yours. So the first one is, she has plenty of energy. Never hurts. My body never hurts. My body does what I want it to do when I want it to do it. Also, she never gets sick. 
I'm always healthy. My body doesn't require too much maintenance. I look really good. I never need to go to the doctor. All of my organs work perfectly. I never have vague, hard-to-understand symptoms, and I don't have anxiety or uncomfortable sensations. I mean, that sounds pretty good, right? The problem is that I believe, and many of you believe this too, because this is just our thoughts that are unconsciously created, that if these things are all true, then I can feel better. Then I can be okay. Then I can love my body. And just like the relationships waiting for somebody else to change, it'd be nice if they changed and yeah, you wouldn't have to do any mindset work to help yourself grow in that area because they just changed so you can stay where you are. But it's the same with our bodies. Your body does not have to change in order for you to be okay, for you to feel better emotionally and physically and for you to love your body. So the truth is that if you decide to love your body right now with empathy and self-compassion, that it will actually change your physical symptoms. Wild, right? But I've seen this happen so much in my own life, in my clients' lives, in the, the literature. It's so fascinating. So this is what I want to share with you today, okay? Wishing your symptoms away doesn't help you heal. You have to decide to be at peace first with exactly how you feel. I'm going to give you another an example that is not necessarily symptoms, but about a couple of years ago, I found myself at my heaviest weight, and I can tell you, I did not like that. I did not like being at my heaviest weight, and I would tell myself that I should not weigh this much, that I should do all these things differently, that I should really restrict how I was eating, all of this nonsense. And I would try a little bit here, I'd try a little bit there, and I wasn't losing any weight at all. And I have talked to so many people that have lost weight too, and this has also been their experience. I decided that I just loved me. I loved exactly how I looked. I loved how big my stomach was. I loved how big my thighs were. And I just didn't care anymore. Not 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 care about how I looked, but I didn't care to talk negatively to myself about myself anymore. And I decided I was going to go forward on my goal and just believe that it was possible no matter what. And over the next year, I lost 20 pounds and kept it off because I started by loving my body. I had for the year, you know, year and a half leading up to gaining that weight, I had told my body, I don't want you to gain any more weight. And I kept gaining weight. It wasn't until I came to peace first with my current situation, current circumstances, that I was able to make decisions that were for my body's best health and my body felt at ease to be able to release the extra pounds that I didn't need anymore. So it's counterintuitive, but hang in there, stick with me. We're going to talk about this, okay? So um, some physical examples that I wanted to share with you but how you can decide to be at peace first is one of the things is I used to wake up nearly every morning feeling like I might throw up. 
I felt so much nausea and I blamed it on my transplant medications, blamed it on what I ate, blamed it on the sleep, blamed it on all of the things. I no longer have this issue. And it's not because I changed my medication. It's not because of those things that I thought it was. Not because of how I changed how I ate and what I ate. It's because I learned the skill of being present with the sensation of nausea in my body. My brain was on high alert. And when I would feel the sensation of nausea in my body, I would continue to be on high alert and I would be looking for what was wrong. And it was putting me in this escalated nervous system state and keeping me there and sending more danger signals to tell me, yeah, you are in trouble. It wasn't until I came to peace and told myself, this is what nausea feels like in my body. I'm just going to let it run its course. I'm going to let the nausea feel as big as it needs to feel in my body. I used to feel it right in the pit of my stomach, right in the center of my stomach and kind of rising up and down. And I would just talk. I would just, in my head, talk about the sensation, describe the sensation, get really neutral about it. And sometimes it would get bigger. I would tell it, get as big as you need to get, no problem. And then it would hit a peak, just like emotions. I've talked about processing emotions. And then it would subside. If I wanted it to go away, it would continue on and on. That's because it is a resistance. I would continue on feeling like I want this to go away. And so that would keep my brain in high alert and would make it last longer. It was a pattern that my body had learned unconsciously, just for whatever reason. Maybe someday I will understand. Maybe my body will reveal that secret to me. I don't know but it doesn't matter. It was just an unconscious pattern. And when I came to peace with it, I now recognize months later, that hasn't happened to me probably in, I don't know, six or seven months. But I had outcome independence. It was okay if I woke up and I felt nausea and it was also okay if I woke up and I didn't feel it. I didn't make that mean anything about how my day was going to be, what I was gonna be able to do, how terrible my life was. I just let it be. Another one is, um, I just went and hiked seven miles yesterday mo- uh, on Saturday morning, so two days ago, and I woke up the next morning and I was like, "Oh, my calves hurt! Like I'm so sore." Instead of resisting that, I was feeling those neutral sensations. All sensations are neutral. I know, I know. I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna get some kickback for this because how can pain be neutral? Well. It just is the sensation that you're experiencing. It's a fact. We don't want to always feel pain. I don't want to feel pain. But the more I come to peace with experiencing what is happening, what the sensation is happening, the more neutral it becomes. This happens for my clients too. Okay. So I just told myself, yep, I have this sensation in my calves today and I'm just going to feel it. Doesn't mean I did anything wrong just going to feel it. And already today, it's gone. Yes, by yesterday afternoon, I didn't feel it. Also, how about catching a cold? This is something that I've practiced since I've started really understanding the mind-body connection. When I find myself on the verge of getting a sickness, rather than pushing and pretending like 
you know, I'm not sick. I, this is, this is not happening. I let my, I understand what's going on in my body that she's feeling a little bit run down. I probably have pushed a little bit too hard in some areas of my life. And so I will make sure that I do some meditations, that I get plenty of rest and I let her have whatever sensations, if it's like a scratchy throat or runny nose, whatever it is, I just let myself have them. And I will tell you what, since I've started this practice, like any sickness that I've gotten, I know it's been so much decreased because I'm able to go into the rest and repair state a lot more quickly, okay? And it's lasted so, so shorter, so much shorter than previous years. And I get sick far less. Okay, so when you have a manual about how your body is supposed to behave, how you're supposed to feel in your body, you are giving the symptoms and the sensations power over you. You are giving away your power to heal because you're in resistance. You are in fight, flight, freeze, fawn, whatever that is. You're not in the healing, rest, and repair energy. So this is why it's so important to recognize what your manuals are. So again, think about what is my manual. We are not in charge of unconscious patterning. Whatever is happening in your body, you didn't pick it. And what you're experiencing is real. Don't let anybody tell you this is all in your head. It's the most uncompassionate thing that somebody could say to you. If you are having a symptom and you're experiencing it, it is real. And much of it is due to unconscious patterning. So you do, even though you don't have the power over what necessarily happens in your body, just like you don't have power how other adults behave, we know how they should behave, you do have power over how you will react and how you will talk to yourself when you experience these sensations, when you experience these symptoms. And part of that talking to yourself is you get to decide, am I going to talk to myself with judgment, blame, or shame? That is a decision you get to make, okay? So the invitation is to come to peace first, then decide how to speak to yourself. And do this ahead of time. Don't do it when you're in a, in a flare or having a lot of symptoms. Do this ahead of time. You can literally make the decision right now that you will never talk smack about your body ever again. Doesn't mean you'll do it perfectly, but you could make that decision right now. You can shift your physical experience based on how you treat yourself emotionally. This is mind-blowing, and it's what all of the neuroscience literature is supporting as well, okay? So your body unconsciously will act out with symptoms. Mostly, one of the big reasons is because you are putting everybody else's needs above your own. You are not even taking into account what it is that you need. Like I said, my manual for a body, one of the big things was, oh, I just don't ever have to, there's not a lot of maintenance. I don't really have to do much. I can just pretty much ignore her. And I'm guessing that happens for you too. You just want to ignore your body and want it to just work perfectly. This sets you up for symptoms because 
you push, you put other people's things ahead of your your own needs, and then you are not getting your needs met. You are literally building distrust between you and your body. And guess what? Body always wins. So how do you change this pattern of this unconscious act, your body unconsciously acting out with symptoms? And how do you change it so that your body starts to be in the rest and digest, starts to heal with you almost unintentionally, okay? What you need to do, and this is what I want to teach you today, is learn how to trust yourself and your body. This is one of the best things that you can do to help you healing, no matter what is going on with your body, okay? I just watched a TED Talk, and I'll link it in the show notes, from a business professor. Her name is Frances Frey, and she had a TED Talk on how to rebuild trust. And I'm borrowing from some of her concepts and applying it to your body. So there's three things that she talks about that you need in order to build trust, to rebuild trust. And I'm going to tell you how to do that with your body. So the first one is authenticity. You need to tell the truth to yourself about how you feel and get really neutral about it. Pain is a sensation and it's neutral. Resistance is what makes the pain feel so terrible. When I was resisting feeling nauseous and telling myself, I shouldn't be feeling this way, I don't want to feel this way, it actually amped up the symptoms, didn't put me back into this rest and repair. So it makes it worse because when you're in resistance, your brain is on high alert. And when your brain is on high alert, your brain sends danger signals through sensations to tell you to stop doing what you're doing. But you can't tell yourself to leave. You can't. I was telling myself the nausea, like leave, but it's being created in my body. You can't tell yourself just go away because you are you. you. So instead, the invitation is when you are being authentic, telling yourself what is really happening for you, like I'm feeling nausea right now. It's in the in the pit of my stomach. It doesn't feel very good. And I mean, you can tell yourself, like, I wish this wasn't happening because that feels soothing. So what you want to do is do things to help soothe when you are on high alert. And part of that is the second piece, which is to practice self-compassion and empathy. Tell yourself how much you care about you. And if you have a hard time, if you are always going straight to judgment and shame, I know that's how I was and still fall into sometimes when things get really stressful. If you have a hard time with this, I'm going to invite you to think about somebody that you really love deeply. Could be a beloved grandparent or a child. Could be even a pet. Think about how you would speak to them if they were experiencing pain if they were experiencing some symptom that was really challenging. Um, I used to get tremors in my hands. I started to talk to myself really kindly about that instead of saying, oh no, how could you let your your medication levels get too high? You're gonna be like, because one of the medications that I'm on, it's like can, cause, can be ne- neurotoxic if I take too much. And so I would let my brain go get away from me and be so judging of myself. 
And instead, I started to tell myself the truth, which is sometimes I shake and that's okay. And the self-compassion telling myself, and it makes sense that you'd be scared about this. You're worried about your health. You want to be there for the people in your life. It makes sense. And if you really, really are still struggling with how can I talk to myself self-compassionately, number one, you can get coached about it. I'd be happy to help you on that. Number two, ask God. God will help you to see the grace that you can have for yourself. Ask God to show you how he sees you. It's a really powerful practice. So you can love yourself and decide today to turn away from judgment, shame, and blame. It's a decision you can make right now. Okay, third thing is logic. So this is learning to trust your body again, being authentic, having self-compassion and empathy. And the third one is logic. So asking yourself, do these manuals actually make sense? Should I have plenty of energy all the time? Should my body never hurt? Should I never get sick? Should I always be healthy? Should I never have to go to the doctor? Tell yourself realistic expectations. Now, as you do this, this rebuilding of trust that you are doing for your body, it's going to lead to you healing emotionally and physically. When you let go of your manuals that are hurting you and that don't feel good and that are judgmental and that are full of shame or blaming things outside of you, and you start to let go of those stories and call in new beliefs, it's going to help you to be more in that rest and repair state. And that's where healing happens. That's where your symptoms start to um, dissuade. They start to um, just go back to where they came from. Okay. And as you do that, as you foster these new beliefs and start to feel better in your body, you're going to start to have fun again and believe in possibility. You have dreams that you might have started to even think you had to give up on because of your health. And when these symptoms and different body health things start to decrease and you start to build up your trust with yourself again, It's so fun because those old dreams start popping up again and you start thinking, hey, is this possible? This might be possible. And as you do that, you'll start to feel desires again because some of your desires you might have pushed away because you thought that's just not possible for me anymore. But as you let go of the manuals and decide how you will talk to yourself no matter what, watch your whole world begin to change. All right, if you have any questions about how to do this work and how to make it really personal and actionable for you, please schedule a call with me. I'll leave it in the show notes and you can get on Zoom with me and we can talk about how to take this to the next level so that you can start feeling better and you can start having your dreams back. All right, have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Are you ready to welcome in vibrancy and energy into your life? Join me for a fatigue recovery call. We'll get on a call and I will share my three-step process for getting your energy back personalized, especially for you. Simply go to the show notes and schedule your call today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. 
If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating more vitality, energy, and vibrancy in your life today.